Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Up to 16 cadets are now being punished for their religion at the Air Force Academy. Four of them were seniors who were brought into the Three Stars office in order to repay. Today we interview one of their fathers, Matthew. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have an update about the battle for religious freedom at the Air Force Academy. We are about to interview a father of one of the four senior cadets. They call them firsties, that means they're uh, in their final year of the academy, being denied the right to graduate this week from the Air Force Academy, and they were told by three-star General Richard Clark, the superintendent of the Air Force Academy. Not only is their religious waiver denied, but they are now being forced to repay between $200 and $400,000 for back scholarship money and will be given letters of reprimand for their religious beliefs. This is an egregious violation of the Constitution and I wanna to welcome to the program the father of one of the first class cadets. His name is Matthew last initial S, we're not gonna reveal his full name because uh, we're not even gonna say his son's name, but uh, Matthew, welcome to the program. You are the father of an Air Force Academy cadet. Uh, please introduce yourself as you wish to our program. Yes, uh, hello, uh, uh, my name is Matt and uh, father of one of the cadets, as he said, and um, you know, a retired uh, Navy commander um, who is uh, really concerned about what the military is doing right now. Thank you, and you're also uh, an Academy graduate yourself, Annapolis, class of 89. I'm uh, Air Force Academy, class of 91. And your son is scheduled to graduate, or was scheduled to graduate in this year's class, 2022, at the Air Force Academy. Um, walk us through you know, his life story before becoming a cadet. You must have been so proud when he applied and got into an Academy. Yeah, our family is a, a military family. Uh, my wife and I both were in the Navy. Um, our children were understandably enamored of the military and worked hard to try to get in. Um, and so we have two boys who have been uh, you know, accepted into the military, uh, this son at the Air Force Academy. Um, so, you know, he, that's been his goal is uh, you know mature you know since his teenage life that's you know, what he wanted to do is serve our country just like his parents and uh, a couple of grandparents and uncles uh, and um, so he was grateful to be accepted to the Air Force Academy and he's worked hard while he's been there and met all the requirements academic physical uh, military requirements everything has been fine except for this one particular issue. So he he served his country already as a student at the academy, as a cadet for four years, earned all of the uh, requirements necessary to graduate with a bachelor's degree in science from the Air Force mm -hmm. Academy. Uh, and then last week, 
Well, well, take us back, uh, say a year ago. Uh, the COVID is happening. They're they're in senior lockdown. Uh, the the people who graduated a year ago um, were were like quarantined, and the under three classes were sent home during COVID lockdown. Did your son come home to you during his senior uh, junior year? Yes, he did. Uh, they came home in uh, it was either late March, early April. Can't remember. And uh, basically, we stayed home until. Um, June or July, they finally decided to go ahead and have them come back and do some of their summer training and then roll right into the academic year. So, you know, it's been a kind of an ordeal of, you know, masking and all sorts of precautions. But, you know, the real trouble started after the Secretary of Defense issued his uh, order requiring um, all military to get the vaccine. I would say the EUA vaccine. Sure. Um... EUA, what does that stand for? Sorry, yeah, um, emergency use authorization. So, of course, that means it's not been fully vetted and gone through the normal testing process that uh, most things that are injected into people must go through. So emergency right. use authorization, and there's a lot of legal and you know practical significance to that difference. So your son voiced at that time, uh, let's say this is the fall of, of 2021, uh, mm-hmm. sincerely held religious objection to getting the vaccine. Can you explain that or, or did he talk to a chaplain? Yes, so the military gave an ultimatum to the uh, all the cadets that they had to either get the vaccine or you know, submit some reason why uh, they couldn't um, you know, could, couldn't accept it. And the, generally the, the reasons would be a religious exemption or a admit, um, medical exemption. Um, they had to submit that by November 1st. Our son submitted a religious uh, um, exemption request and uh, for, you know, a couple reasons. And so w- one of the reasons is, you know, the connection that the development of the vaccine has with aborted uh, fetus stem cells. And the second reason was just that you know, he serves God of truth. You know, Jesus claims he's the way, the truth, and the life. And so much of the information surrounding the coronavirus and its lethality and the necessity of the vaccine was just filled with deceit and untruth. that He just morally could not um, accept that. So he submitted that. Uh, he was interviewed by uh, an Air Force chaplain, and that chaplain asserted that his religious convictions were sincere and endorsed it. And uh, you know, I think it was at great risk at that chaplain because there is a lot of pressure from the top down to get 100% compliance with this mandate. So this has not been voluntary at all. It has been from the top down, you know, all sorts of means of subtle coercion and trying to get peer pressure and all this stuff. But in any event, this particular chaplain was courageous enough to endorse his as being sincere, and so off it went. And then our son heard nothing um, until came back from the Christmas break. Um, So a day or two after he got back, he was told that his exemption had been denied and he must comply. Wow. We need to take a short break, but when we come back, Why did the three-star general overrule the chaplain and deny the religious exemption? More with Matthew after this. 
giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. We want you to take action today because a three-star general is holding a cadet's religious freedom hostage at the U.S. Air Force Academy. And I want you to take out a pen and paper because we're gonna give you some phone numbers and action points right now because in my alma mater, I'm a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy. And when I attended my class reunion last year, I asked Lieutenant General Richard Clark, the three-star general of the Air Force Academy, here's the two of us together, I asked him in front of a crowd of 500 witnesses at our reunion, are you going to protect religious freedom for cadets if they have a sincere religious objection to getting the vaccine? And he answered saying, absolutely, chaplain. Well, now he is breaking that pledge. And we are wondering, why is General Clark refusing the appeal of a cadet? We're gonna call him Cadet X, who has refused the vaccine on religious grounds because he thinks, uh, sincerely held religious beliefs, that it would violate his pro-life Christian views. Well, now that cadet is being administratively separated, threatened with being kicked out of his school. This is wrong. We're asking people to contact General Clark's office and here, write down these phone numbers. Please call General Clark today at 719-333-4141. Again, that's 719-333-4141 and call him again at 4140. Call him twice and it's gotta be during business hours. You have to ask him, will General Clark keep his promise to absolutely defend religious freedom for the cadet who refused the vaccine? After you make those two phone calls, we want you to call us at 866-Obey-God. Press option three and we'll give you a free window decal. I pray for religious freedom. Let's stand up for religious freedom for this cadet. Again, here's the phone number, 719-333-4141. Call them during business hours, get a live person. We'll send you this window sticker if you call 866-Obey-God. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Matt, who is the father of an Air Force Academy cadet who is a senior, getting ready to graduate, but not so fast. The three-star general told him he cannot graduate and may have to repay up to two hundred dollars or $400,000 in back scholarship money and get a letter of reprimand. Welcome to the program, his dad, Matt, who is a Navy veteran. Uh, Matt, you were telling us the story of your son. He applied for a religious exemption. He went home on Christmas break. This is in December of 21. And he came home from the break and he received a rejection letter. Tell us about that. So a day or two after coming back from Christmas break, so very early in January, he was called in to his squadron officer and delivered this denial letter signed by the superintendent, uh, the three star. It just basically cited platitudes that it was very generic, not specific to his situation, but just said, for you know the good order and discipline and the safety and the health of the force, this is necessary and there is no workaround. And it's a specific denial of a religious exemption. I have a copy of one of those letters signed by the three-star general, Richard Clark, and it says, decision regarding religious accommodation request. Number one, I have received your request for religious accommodation. Number two, after careful consideration, I disapprove your request. Number three, my disapproval is due to the compelling government interest of mission accomplishment, including military readiness, unit cohesion, good order and discipline, and health and safety of all cadets. Signed, three-star General Richard Clark. This is the superintendent of the Air Force Academy that we have been exposing because 
he told me the opposite. We're gonna now play a clip of this same three star who just denied the religious waiver, promising to absolutely approve and defend religious freedom for his cadets. Let's roll a short clip. Denominations that have historically always rejected all vaccines, and those are the Christian Science denomination, the Dutch Reformed denomination, and Muslims. Uh, specifically, uh, and this has nothing to do with COVID, but have always rejected having foreign substances injected into their arms. Uh, and I wonder if you were um, presented with a sincerely held conscience objection on a religious basis, would you personally advocate for a cadet to not be forced to get the vaccine? And would you advocate with the Pentagon or the powers that be to make sure religious freedom is respected as our constitution requires? Thank you, Chaplain. That's a great question. So I'll start out, and then Dr. Ustendorf, you have anything? You can hear me out. Correct me to 100 on this. Short answer is absolutely. And there is a process in place uh, from the Department of Defense that allows us to walk any member, not just a cadet, but any member of the service through a process for either medical exemption or religious exemption. Uh, so that they don't have to take the exam, or I'm sorry, the vaccine. Uh, all the exams will be taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but to, to be exempt from the vaccine, and it is a very uh, it's a very methodical uh, process. But you mentioned uh, a, a sincere um, religious objection. Or, or exemption from it, and we will definitely honor that uh, to that process. Um, anything else, Doc, that I might be missing? Oh, we got we have our JA too. Yes, <laughs> even better. So, sir, thank you for your question, and just to, to walk you through the process when somebody makes one of these uh, requests, it goes through several layers. First, it goes to the med group. They have a meeting with their doctor to go over it their concerns with the vaccines, if there's any questions that can be answered. Then it goes to an interview with the chaplain. The chaplain is not there to, it's not an inquisition or it's not a quiz, it's just a, a, a talk with the chaplain, walk through, so the chaplain can build that package to provide to what's called a religious review team, a resolution team, that contains the med group, the chaplain, uh, the JAG, and also the commander involved. And they have a discussion, they go through this case by case. And then it goes up through the endorsement process through senior leaders before it gets to the superintendent. And then after that, if there is a denial, uh, we're supposed to use the least restrictive means possible, but if there is a denial, it goes up through to the Surgeon General for an appeal. So it's a very thorough process, and we look through these individually on a case-by-case basis. So there you saw three-star General Richard Clark saying one thing at a public microphone, but doing the opposite with his signature. That's his signature, denying the religious freedom of Matthew's son. Uh, Matthew, what did your son do when he got this rejection letter? So, you know, of course he was scared and worried, but um, it, he soon learned that he was through the process, he was allowed to appeal that basically to higher authority. So he had about a week, he put together an appeal that you know, argued that much of the justification that the superintendent offered was um, wrong. And you know, furthering his point that there's so much deceit and untruth in this whole effort. So he, he submitted that and then 
sat and wait, waited again. We, you know, we thought we'd hear back in a week or two or, and just week after week, we kept going, kind of waiting for this, you know, either good news or, you know, the ax to fall. And, uh, but nothing happened until the end of March. So almost three full months. So you are an academy grad. You took the honor oath that I swore when I was a cadet. I will not lie, steal or cheat or tolerate among us anyone who does. Does your son have strong feelings about that? And how, do, how does his integrity, uh, how does he keep his integrity with a clear conscience or are they pressuring him to violate his own code? Yeah, my perspective, that's exactly what they're trying to do. I mean, he has a strong conviction about this issue and the law allows for the military to make exemptions for that kind of religious conviction. And they, um, you know, they said no that first time, they've done, you know, lots of, you know, put a lot of pressure on him to, and, and stress to concede and just do what they want him to do. So it's been hard. And, you know, when he got the second denial, the final denial at the end of March is when the pressure really poured on because they've begun to threaten him with, you know, di- all sorts of adverse actions, you know, starting with the disciplinary action and, you know, and you, the consequences which you've mentioned already. And we know they're not only given the option, but everyone's got to follow orders. You've been in the military 21 years. I was in the military 20 years. We've got to follow orders, but they have to be lawful orders. And also senior leaders have to obey Congress. Congress has ordered you shall grant religious accommodations when uh, you know they're reasonably held to be sincere and they may not be, your religious beliefs may not be used for adverse personnel actions, including discharge or denial of assignment. Uh, They're violating the law. That's my opinion. I'm a former legislator. I've read that law. Um, But your son held firm, even at risk of his own graduation. This week, he was brought into the three-star general superintendent Richard Clark's office. Can you tell us about that meeting? Yeah. he got called in. Um, there were three other cadets, apparently all you know, all of whom were in the same situation. Um, I think a legal Air Force legal counsel and their respective squadron officers, kind of sitting in the back witnessing. And the superintendent told them uh, it was strange. I don't know if my son got it right, but he seemed to be saying that he 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 fought for them. But the denial is final, and now he's going to not allow them to graduate, not allow them to commission, and he's gonna do everything in his power to make them pay back their scholarship. And, you know, so that was a mixed message right there. You know, if he really was fighting for them, the last thing he would do is do everything in his power to make them pay back the scholarship. You know, for these young guys with no diploma, you know, and thrown out and completely upending their lives and then saying, you gotta, you know, pay this. At that time, he thought it, it's one of them asked him how much that would be, and he thought it was 160,000. Now we've seen numbers up to 400,000. But regardless, uh, you know, it's it's a huge amount of money for you know, these students coming out with no diploma and you yeah. know, completely upended career. So it, he is and, not on their and, side. And he's getting a letter of reprimand, and he's getting uh, you know denied graduation, which means he may actually have to cancel his own wedding, 
which is a shock and, and sad to his fiance. We'll talk about that right after this break with Matthew, the father of an Air Force Academy cadet. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm a graduate of the Air Force Academy and I had to wait until I graduated to get married in the cadet chapel. Three days after I graduated, you know, I threw my hat in the air, became a second lieutenant. Then I was allowed to get married and I did. Uh, there's a sequence to that because while you're a cadet, you cannot have dependents and you cannot get married before you graduate. Well, this became uh, an issue in the life of this senior cadet that we're talking about. Matthew's son was engaged to be married right after graduation. Now he's not allowed to graduate. So uh, Matthew, can you tell us, is he gonna be a cadet over the summer? There's some August 2nd deadline. He won't be commissioned, so he's not allowed to marry yet. Is there a chance your family has to cancel the wedding? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, we are wrestling with that now. Uh, that was a very unexpected twist and, you know, frankly, the most powerful blow to our son. I mean, right now he's really wrestling. His resolve is really being challenged um, because you know, he was preparing mentally for all the other things that we could foresee, but the fact that he might have to postpone his wedding uh, and all the plans and anticipation that goes with that has been a huge blow to his morale. Have you met his fiance and what do you imagine is her reaction? <sighs> yes, we, we know her well, she's a lovely young lady and um, 
you know, she's a fighter. Uh, so, I, and so she, I, she understands it. She, you know, it was hard for her to accept that possibility too, but, um, I think she would, uh, you know, like this fight to, uh, go on too, because this is really unjust. Well, he comes from a good family and I assume she does too. She's gonna get a great young man, maybe delayed a little bit, but someone with principle, someone who, who has character, someone who's gonna stand up to fight for her religious beliefs. And uh, your brother I talked to on the phone is an ordained minister, uh, I think a Dallas Seminary grad. Your father, uh, the cadet's grandfather and his wife are viewers of our and supporters of our ministry. So really strong Christian tradition. Can you talk about your faith and, and your son's faith and why is Jesus important to you? Well, um, as for many of us, uh, our faith, uh, I, well, yeah, my faith has become the most important thing in my life and we've tried our best to instill that in our children. Uh, each of them have to own it themselves. I think all three love the Lord. The, um, this has been a real, this particular thing has been a real uh, crucible, I think, for all of us to test um, our faith. But, you know, I, as mentioned earlier, his reason in the, uh, one of his religious objections is that we do serve this God of truth and there's so much deceit going on in this by the, the leadership and untruth. Um, I, I think that it is the right and moral thing that Christ wants us to stand for what is true, even at great cost. Uh, so it really does, those issues of truth and morality and, and commitment to Christ have merged in this. And um, so we're, you know, we're, you know, we're praying to, that Nathan keep his resolve because the young man is under tremendous pressure and uh, you know, the, the cost to him in the near term is almost overwhelming. And, you know, he's surrounded by people who are good friends, but they're just like, oh, just go ahead. You know, it's okay. Just do what they want and then it'll all be better. Um, that's, that's tough. You know, how do you, we need more people who are willing to take a stand even when the cost gets really high. Wow. Uh, you know, to defend the Constitution and other people's right to religious freedom. Uh, as a former Navy chaplain, I took a stand when the government told me, don't pray in Jesus' name, and I lost my career, but I kept my soul, and I suspect your son is going to keep his soul even through this trial. He is willing, as Jesus said, to take up his own cross and follow Jesus. We're out of time, but I would like to say a prayer. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on uh, Matthew's son and the other three seniors that you will give them vindication, that you will reverse this decision, let them graduate, let them get married, let them have long and fruitful lives and keep their faith in Jesus Christ and keep their religious conviction and principle. I ask this blessing upon them in Jesus' name, amen. If you have not yet done so, call General Richard Clark at 719-333-4141. We will send you this religious freedom sticker, but then you gotta call us to get the sticker. Call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Press option three, we'll send you that sticker today. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.